0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Let's get this happening. Employment Law Show is back. Welcome, Lior Samfiru, answering all the questions uh, today. All the heavy lifting will be, uh, will be done by him. So if you want to uh, reach out, you can right now. Email is great. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we always ask you, or at least not ask you, but uh, give you the advice to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Even before you make that phone call, there's tons of information on there. The website is free. It's anonymous and wrapped up in there as well. This is the good old severance pay calculator, which has helped uh, hundreds of thousands of people discover what their uh, what their actual rights are when it comes to severance. But reaching out to Lee or any other time, one 855 Eight two one fifty nine hundred. uh in the show a little later on Leo I know you got a couple things you want to talk about off the top but we're gonna to get to the uh you know the most common thing you get when you pick up the phone at your office and say hi can I help you yeah leo can my employer do this and there's a long list of these I know you've uh, you've whittled it down to uh, to fit it into uh, just under an hour of radio so we'll get to those in a bit pal but first the week that was what is going on?
2: Johnny, always great to be here. Of course, Mm -hmm. I spoke with a lady who uh, had decided to stay home with her child because her child was doing online learning like pretty much every child now. Of course, uh, schools are being closed, stay-at-home order. She actually worked for an essential employer. So she before uh, the the school closure, she was going to the office uh, every single day. Well, her employer said to her, well, we know that your child that's at home is 16 years old they're old enough to be home alone, to, to do online learning. It's not like, you know, you're, you're going to be gone to a different country. So come on, we need you to come in. She said, no, I'm not. I'm going to stay home with my child. So that so they went a bit of back and forth like that. Finally, her employer said, well, I guess you've resigned from your employment. We, we hate to see that happen, but we wish you all the best. Well, of course, she called me and she wanted to know, wait a second, Lior, that Doesn't seem right that I've resigned because I have a child and I'm staying home with my child. So let's be clear on this. No, it's not right for the employer to do that, not even close. Employees right now that choose to stay home with their child because there's no school, because schools are closed, have what we call a job-protected leave of absence, meaning the law requires their employer to keep their job open for them. They can be on a leave of absence, frankly, as long as needed. Government of Ontario has implemented this leave of absence, and an employer doesn't have the ability to refuse, doesn't have the ability to insist that they come in, and certainly cannot say, well, you've resigned because you didn't come in. So what does this this employer actually do? Number one, they've actually terminated employment. That's not a resignation. But worse than that, they've breached that government order about the leave of absence. It's what we call a reprisal. So this employee now could potentially get her job back with back pay, okay? And potentially also uh, get severance if she chooses. So I'm gonna help her navigate those things, but I wanted to remind everyone, employees and employers, that if you do decide to stay home with your child, even if your child is not eight, you know, even if your child is a teenager and otherwise could look after themselves, you still have the right to stay at home to make that decision while schools are closed. And your employer, you know, again, this is not me saying that. That's the law has to allow that to happen. If you have any problems with your employer in that situation, any hard time being given to you, ultimatums, give me a call. You can stay home with your child.
1: Again, that number to reach out after one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. All right, uh, matter number two, pal. What's it? Uh, what's it going to be? Uh, or
2: as they call it, dos. Uh, yep. uh, number two. Uh, <laughs> Inside joke, John, and I, don't worry about it. Uh, So here's the the second situation I'm going to tell you about. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who was actually fired from his job. And why was he fired from his job? Because a coworker of his ratted him out, so to speak, by telling his employer that this person was looking for another job. So he was looking for another job. Told the coworker. Coworker went to the boss. Not a very nice thing to do, by the way. Don't don't rat out your coworkers. Right. But boss got upset. Went to this guy. Said, "Well, I mean, come on. You're looking for another job. If you hate it so much, you're gone. You are uh, effective now. And uh, of course, there was not even discuss discussion of uh, of severance." So this person got gave me a call. This gentleman and wanted to know what his rights were. So listen, I understand why the employer may feel somewhat offended. I guess that the employee was looking for another job, but that's actually not doing anything wrong. From a legal standpoint, looking for another job while you're still employed is not a workplace offense. You can't be punished for that and you certainly cannot be let go without severance. That's a wrongful dismissal. Now this person has been there for five years, just shy of five years. They're probably owed seven to eight months of pay. I'm gonna help them get that. So I thought it was an interesting thing to remind everyone that even though you may have done something that your boss doesn't like, that doesn't mean that you can be penalized. That doesn't mean you can be punished. And certainly looking for another job is not something you can be fired for cause not even close. Now, especially by the way, this person wasn't spending time while they were at work looking for another job. They were not getting paid to look for another job. They were doing it on their own time at home. Mm -hmm. So no, the employee did nothing wrong. That employer reacted emotionally, Illegally, so this person now is owed severance.
1: Okay, let's move on to the uh, topic at hand again. This is, is something I like to cover, and you like to cover, I know, Lior Every uh, every couple months at least, because you get a ton of questions, not only on the phone but through email. People say, Leora, you know, good to talk to you. Glad I reached out. Heard the show, love it. Can my employer do this? And that's often how it starts, right?
2: It, it is most of the time. You know, probably three quarters of the time when I get a question, an email. Uh, someone speaks to me on the phone. They really want to know, can my employer do something? The employer did something or maybe said that they're going to do something. Right. And the employee wanted to know, can they do that? Is that legal? So we I've picked some of the most recent common questions that I've been getting on that topic. And I thought that you know, if if I get asked those questions a lot, there's going to be a lot of people interested in the answers.
1: First couple of these are going to be ones you wouldn't have had, uh, you know, 58 weeks ago. The first one is this. Can my employer force me to get a COVID vaccine? You must get that 100 times a week now, right?
2: I do. And again, yeah. a couple of months ago, not so much. But now yep. that uh, vaccinations are, are getting done and people get are getting vaccinated, uh, that's probably the most common question I've been getting from employees. Can my employer make me get the vaccine? So here's the answer. The answer is, in most cases, No. Your employer cannot require or mandate that you get the vaccine. Your employer cannot say to you that you're gone if you don't get vaccinated, or you're going to be off work if you don't get vaccinated. That's true for most employees. Now, there's going to be some more extreme circumstances where the employer may be able to say, yeah, you got to get a vaccine. For example, if you're in uh, elder care or in the hospital setting, when you're working and dealing with very sick and vulnerable people. In that situation, the employer may say, well, the interest of protecting others is so great that we can't take any chances. But that's going to be the exception. For most people, no, your employer cannot require you to get a vaccine. Now, your employer can ask you, did you get a vaccine, but not as a way to penalize you only as a way to determine what makes the most sense. For example, if you didn't get a vaccine, then we need to take other precautions. Maybe it makes sense for you to continue working remotely. So that's a legitimate question, but not in order to say, well, if you didn't get a vaccine, you're out of here. That's not proper. If you find yourself in that situation, hopefully by now you know what to do. You email me, you call me, and I'll help you.
1: Let's uh, take a short break here in just a minute. I want to get to one more of these. We're just getting our first caller, Christine, lined up here. So we'll just uh, – this is a big one, too. This is also number two on your list of, hey, can my employer do this? We'll get to that, Christine. Good to have you calling this morning. Stand by. You are coming right up. Employment Law Show right here, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back. Reaching out through email as well anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Just employmentlawyer.ca. The website, the place to find uh, a station near you that carries our long running TV show, and the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is also free, anonymous, and for you to use and uh, get lots of employment law information, which you should know. As you uh, carry on with your long career, whatever that may be. And, uh, yeah, back to the phone calls. We're going to also get back to our list of, hey, Liora, can my employer do this? That is on the way, but uh, we always like our callers first thing in the morning. Christine, thank you for standing by.
3: Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, my my, impl- my question, sorry, is more on behalf of my employer, if that's okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that there is an employee working at the company I work for, and he's been there for about five years. And I know that he's been disciplined. And the talk amongst, I guess, the other employees is that he has anger issues and he's taken them out on employees. He has been disciplined. He has been suspended. I think the employer is just worried about, you know, starting a culture and, um, you know, getting people nervous about, you know, they can't speak their minds or they'll be Terminated. Although this person's taken it to the extreme, so on behalf of the employer, can they let this employee go?
2: Well, the answer is if if this employee is doing something wrong, if he's in violation of employer policies in terms of proper workplace behavior and proper communications in the workplace. Number one, and number two, if he has been disciplined in writing so that there's a record of it, he has been told this is not acceptable. If that's happened then yes the employer is going to be able to let the employee go for cause and here's a reason why they really should consider that because there's other employees that are going to be potentially intimidated by this person they may feel you know maybe bullied or harassed and that could cause problems with those other employees the employer has an obligation to maintain a safe and a healthy work environment and that may mean letting people go that do the opposite of that, that that are the the people that are not proper in the workplace, don't treat others well, don't engage in proper behavior. The key though, of course, Christine, is to make sure that this person is disciplined in advance in writing. If he was verbally told about things, that's not good enough. There has to be a written record where he's been told, here's what's expected of you, and if you can't do that, we may have to let you go. If that exists, he can be let go if he continues. If that doesn't exist, they have to start creating that record. Does that make sense, Christine?
3: Yeah, it definitely does. And then just one more thing: if they, if there is that that paper trail per se, uh, how would the employer with, or sorry, would the employer have to pay them? Uh, you're saying cause versus without cause. So if they're just or letting them go with cause, are they? What are the what is the employee entitled to in terms of monies?
2: So if, in fact, we can show that this person was engaged in improper behavior and that we've documented and that we've warned him and we gave him the opportunities to, to fix the problem and he didn't, at that point, yes, we could potentially terminate for cause, as I said. And if there is cause, that employee would not be owed anything. There would be, okay. be no compensation or severance owed to them. If they okay. simply decide to let him go, even though they may not have documented things properly, but they still say, you know what, we don't have time to document. We just want to let this person go. At that point, yes, they're owed severance based on their on the person's age, position, and length of employment. But if they've done their homework, and they've documented things, and they've built up the case, then they
3: wouldn't have to pay anything. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. That answers my question. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you Christine for your uh, your time any other questions they uh, they pop into your head no problem 18558215900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. we're talking about you you know Leo I want to ask you this can my employer do this this next one as I mentioned uh, back before the break is huge and again in the last year this has probably become your number one question leading up to the vaccine question I guess in the last few weeks but that is can my employer keep me on a temporary layoff?
2: Yeah, can my employer keep me on a temporary layoff or how long can my employer keep me on a temporary layoff? And the answer to that, for those certainly that have not heard our show before, may surprise you. The answer is no, no, no. Your employer cannot even put you on a temporary layoff. So it's not a question of how long. It's a question of can they. And the answer to that is no, your employer does not have an automatic right in most situations, to put you on a temporary layoff. Sometimes now we refer to it as an infectious disease emergency leave. Even though if it's COVID related, even though there's business reasons arising out of COVID, the employer still does not have an automatic right to put you on a temporary layoff. If they do, you can accept, of course you can accept, that's always a right that you have and, and maintain that relationship and see what happens. Or you can say, no, that's a termination of my employment. I am owed my severance, by the way, up to 24 months pay. So that is an option that you have. Now, if you choose to accept it, if and only if you choose to accept that layoff, it could last potentially until March of 2022 and potentially longer, depending on what the government does over the next couple of months. So, but that's only if you choose to allow that to happen. If you want, you have the the ability to make the choice. No, that is a termination today, now, not in a month, not in 10 months. If you want to do that, give me a call. You're going to need some help to do that. It's not a complicated situation. It doesn't take long. Our courts support that, but that's the options that you have if you've been put on a temporary layoff.
1: Let's grab another call as we roll on here in the show. Dan, thanks for hanging on. How are you, pal?
0: I'm doing great, thanks. How are you?
1: Beautiful. What's on your mind?
0: Uh,
4: My uh, wife and I are planning to move to a new province uh, because my kids have now had children and we want to be close to them. I work for a nationwide company who has been working remotely now for the last year and a bit. Uh, If I move there, can I ask for the transfer or is that
0: not possible? And what are my options?
2: It's a great question, actually. It's a, it's a very important question. I think a lot of people are wondering that, so I'm glad you asked it. So generally speaking, first of all, if, even though you've been working remotely for the last year plus uh, because of COVID, uh, presumably, that doesn't mean that your employer plans on allowing that to continue once COVID is in the rear view mirror. They may be able to say, well, that was a COVID situation. Now when COVID is done, whenever that is, we need everyone back to the way they were back in the office. So, but even if they, uh, even if they say that, no, you can continue working remotely, they don't have to allow you to continue working in a different province. And the reason for that, every province has different laws, different employment laws, for example. So they say, well, no, we want your employment as it always has been to be governed by the laws of Ontario. You want to move to BC. We don't want BC laws to apply. So sorry, that's not the deal that we had. So the bottom line is, they they can't you, you can't necessarily insist that they allow you to move to a different province.
4: Uh, I was going to say, even though the there's a uh, um, an office in every single province, as it, in Canada, and, and we also interact with each province on a regular basis. So that is not really allowed. So
2: here's the thing. You're, because of that, because of the fact that you have an office everywhere, et cetera, your employer may say, yeah, we don't, we don't have a problem. We don't care if you're in Ontario or BC, whatever. That's not a problem. But if despite the fact that it makes sense, they say, no, we need you in Ontario physically, they can do that. They can okay. do that. They, they may not care. They may say they may be just as happy for you to be in a different province. But if they don't, if they say, no, it's Ontario or bust, unfortunately, that is something that they're allowed to do.
4: So then we'd have to quit, correct? Correct. That would be
2: a resignation at that point. Uh, but again, I would speak to your employer. They may well, and I've seen many cases over the past few months where the employers more than fine with this. But again, it's up to them at the end of the day.
4: Okay, great. Thank
2: you.
1: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate your time. That's you know, it's it's an interesting topic you brought up because a lot of people now they figure it's been a year and uh, there's been this big exodus out of out of Toronto for for an example of people buying properties up north and around outside the GTA, going oh, I work remotely. This is great as long as I have robust internet, I'm good to go. But then. What might happen is when this is all over, some employers might say you're either coming back full time, like the good old days, or we're going to go to a a hybrid situation where it's some home, some at work. And this could really become a logistic family nightmare for a lot of people. And they're not going to have a choice because that's the way it was, right?
2: You have to, if you're going to, you know, move out of the city and believing that from now on, you're just going to be working remotely, that's fine. But you have to confirm with your employer that that's going to be the plan even after COVID is over. Because the employer is absolutely able to say, you know, these last 10, 12, 15 months have been a very unique situation. We were dealing with a pandemic. So whatever happened during that time is not going to bind us once the pandemic is over. So you've been working from home for, you know, many, many months because of COVID-19. Gosh, everyone's vaccinated now. No more COVID. Well, we need to go back to the way things were before. They can do that. Many employers, by the way, like myself, may choose not to do that, but you can't assume that. Make sure you know what your employer, what the plans are. You don't want to be in a situation where you've moved 300 kilometers away from your employer thinking you'll continue working from home. Then you get a call, okay, Monday we'll see you back in the office. So be very careful. Talk to your employer about that before you make these moves, assuming that it's going to be fine.
1: Okay, let's get back to our list here. Can my employer do this, Leo? or next one is this. Can my employer refuse to pay me my severance? Well, I guess they can, but can they? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, well, they, the only time your employer can refuse to pay your severance, first of all, well, take a step back. Severance is paid if you are let go, okay? So your employer can only refuse to pay that severance if in fact, as, as we were talking with our previous caller, Christine, earlier, if you did something so bad that it makes it difficult, or it makes it impossible, I should say, for the employer to continue employing you. But that's really the only time you can be let go without severance. In any other situation, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, if you are let go, your employer has to pay you that severance. And what flows from that is that if you've been offered severance and that severance is expiring on Monday, for example, a company says we have to sign it back by Monday, that Monday deadline is nonsense. It's irrelevant because your employer can't refuse to pay you the severance that they owe you because you didn't sign by Monday. That deadline doesn't mean anything. So I get that question often as, well, Lior, can my employer just let me go and refuse to pay me severance? No, you would have had to do something terrible. You would have had to engage in type of behavior that's completely outrageous for the employer to be able to avoid paying you severance. That's not possible. Now, that's not to say, John, that employers don't necessarily try to avoid paying severance. Yeah, They do. But that's where I come in. Uh, and if they they try to avoid it when they shouldn't, which is the, the vast majority of cases, we'll get to severance. And remember, severance is as much as 24 months pay. We're not talking about a week's pay, two weeks pay. If you want to know how much you're owed, how much the company actually has to pay you, the right amount, you can do that right now. Grab your smartphone, your tablet, whatever you want. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use our severance calculator tool that's there. You'll find out in seconds, free, anonymously, exactly what your employer's obligations are.
1: Slide in a quick call before we, uh, we break. Ken, how are you? Hey, hey, good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. What's on your mind? Well, um, I have uh, been approached by my employer to... Uh, transfer from a job that I've been doing with the company for eight years to uh, an inside job so it would be a new pay package and new contract and all of that I would go from six figures down to whatever we haven't agreed on yet and I'm wondering about how that would affect my severance all things being equaled great question
2: well, the first thing to remember, uh, Ken, is your employer cannot make you take something that pays you less or, or, or changes the terms of your employment in a significant way. They can't impose that. If they right. try to impose it, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal and say, by doing that, you've terminated my employment. You have to pay me my full severance. But let's say you take a lower paying job okay, because you feel that you, you want to or you, you have to. And let's fast forward a few months later and now they let you go. Well, the problem right. in that situation is that your severance is going to be calculated based on your salary at that time. So let's right. say your salary go, goes from 110 to 80,000, just as an example. Well, mm-hmm. if then you were let go, your severance is calculated on the basis of the 80,000, even though for eight years you were making more money than that. So you could be losing out a lot of money on your severance. So you have to right. keep those things in mind. Uh, and and also, if you allow this change to happen, you may give the company the right to make other changes in the future. So you have to be very, very careful with these
1: changes. Right. All right. Thank you very much for that. Gives me some Thank direction. You, Ken. Thanks, you bet. Ken. Appreciate the call. You want to reach out any further? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Rick, stand by, big fella. See you there. We're going to get to your call next. We'll continue Employment Law Show. Okay, let's get right back at a reminder as well. Anytime you want to pick up any of the information on this show that you missed or you, you forgot something that we talked about even with a caller, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It is literally like having an employment lawyer with you on your smartphone at all times. It's free and anonymous, and there's so much good reading there and knowledge you can pick up. And uh, you'll have it with you whenever you want. pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the, uh, the way to go. Rick, you, you hung on there for a couple minutes. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Beautiful. What's uh, What's on your mind? Well, I've got an, an interesting situation. Uh, yeah. Back in
4: March, I guess it was April of last year, uh, I was working for a company. I'd been working for them for 11, 12 years. Uh, when this COVID hit, uh, because of the type of business that um, I was working for, within 30 days, sales dropped by 50%. Uh, my employer was ready to have a nervous breakdown, and, you know, small business, five people, six people. And I went into his office and I sat down with him and I said, listen, um, I offered to take a layoff. So I said to him, I said, you know, because of what's happening, I can live for three or four months, lay me off, that way you don't have to pay me a salary. Hopefully I can take advantage of the SERB benefit and then in four months, We'll see what happens and uh, I'll come back again. And um, in the beginning, he was, he felt really bad about it, of course, as an employer would, but then he said, you know what, I really appreciate this and okay, we'll do it. Bottom line is, we did it. Now, come August, um, I did go on the CERB and then come August, I did call him and say, look, it's been, you know, it's been four months and, you know, uh I'd like you know, I'd like to come back. And he said at that time, well, you know, we're still really down in sales. We're still down by forty percent. Um, you know, I I don't know what I can do right now. And then it just so happened the very next day they extended the CERB to the unemployment. They did that transition thing. So I called him back and I said, Listen, I've been transferred now from the CERB to the unemployment, and he said, Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll bring you back part-time, so we'll give you a certain amount of money part-time. That way, with the unemployment you're collecting, um, how will that be for you? That's what he asked me. And I said, well, I'd really like to come back, but, um, you know, I will be able to exist on that, and maybe I can help you out for another little while. So that's the bottom line. They've been paying me part-time. I've been collecting the unemployment. He says he's not in a position to hire me back at my regular salary yet. I feel really bad because I like him. I've been working there a while. Um, I'm paying my bills. I'm not making what I'd like to make. But now I'm just getting to the point where I'm saying to myself, well, listen, how much longer can this go on? What are my options now as far as employment is concerned? As far as severance may be concerned, did I maybe do something wrong by... Accepting this and by offering this, so I'd like to kind of know where I stand.
2: It's a great question, Rick, and I think uh, more people than you realize are are in very similar situations right now. So I'm glad you you called. So listen, from my perspective, if I had the time machine and I could go back for a few a few months ago and have a chat with you, I would have said I'm not crazy about you doing this. Right? I'm uh, that by right. doing this, you're potentially uh, accepting changes to terms of employment that may be difficult to get out of. That said, I think you can absolutely say that in your view, your agreement to this was always going to be temporary. It was not indefinite. Absolutely. It was on the basis, well, I'm going to do this for a few months to help you out. And I don't think yep. that's going to be difficult to establish. So right. if we can establish that, that means that you are able at some point to say, hey, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that If you're now going to say enough is enough, and your boss says, well, I hear you, but I can't bring you back, so I'm going to continue things, the Mm -hmm. only options that you have, other than continuing to work on the current basis, is to say, fine, well, then that's a termination of my employment, and now Mm -hmm. you have to pay me severance. Right. And by the way, that severance for you, you've been there, what, 11 years, I think you said?
4: Well, 12 years. It's going to be 12 years in a couple of months. Yeah. So you're
2: potentially looking at about a year's pay based on your full earnings.
4: Right. 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 Here's the
2: thing though, the longer you continue working under the current situation, the less able you're going to be able to, to you're going to be to say, that's a termination of my employment. So if you're going to go that route, you can't wait. Right. Okay. We need to have a chat and, and kind of go back to the employer and say, I accepted this on a limited basis. It's now been however many months I need to be back next week or whatever, couple of weeks to do the right. way I was and see what happens.
4: I wouldn't wait okay, on what this. What I have uh, done, Gary. just, just oh, so you know, what I have done, I've been in communication, obviously, because they are paying me part-time. And there have been a number of emails that I have sent. Uh, last one was around Christmas time, saying, I'm looking forward to coming back. Right, You know. Uh, so, so it's like, he, like they know, and I've kept that communication up, um, that I am looking forward to coming back full-time again, I Perfect. do have emails, so I wanted to keep that communication going, uh, and I just don't know how much longer, uh, so what you're saying is I shouldn't let this go any longer. No, no, you have to make like the, the decision. Guy, I like him, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do this, but at the same time, I don't want to screw myself as well, right?
2: If if you've now continued beyond this, you're going to be in a situation where you've accepted this and and this could potentially last for God knows how long. So you have to make the call now. Do you get your severance or do you continue? If you want to get your severance, Rick, call me off air and let me help you do that.
4: All right. Listen, thank you so much. I appreciate your time.
1: Rick, appreciate yours as well. And here's our numbers. We get into uh, one final break before we uh, we continue on one 821 5900 And if you still got a few minutes, you want to call in, ask your question, you got time, 416-870-6400. Gary, see ya. We're going to get to you next. Stand by. Lots more. Employment Law Show is on the way. Global News Radio. Welcome back! And after the show, reaching out help at employmentlawyer.ca email address. Simple use it, write it down, keep it one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and pocket pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Right back to it, Gary. Thank you for hanging on. How are you?
0: Wonderful. Um, I have a salaried employee. He is leaving. He has given his notice to be leaving uh, the end of May. Um, he hasn't taken any holidays this year. Mind you, I feel like they've been on holiday most of the year anyways. <laughs> do I still have to pay him um, extra weeks holidays?
2: So yes, any uh, accrued and unused vacation pay, yeah, you do have to pay that. Uh, so that that is over and above anything else that he's owed, obviously his salary to, to his last day. Any accrued and unused, depending on how many weeks vacation he gets a year, it, it has to be paid out uh, regardless of – what the last uh, year looked like? You still have to pay that out, uh, Gary.
0: Okay, so he gets he gets four weeks um, per year. So basically, he's used call one third of the year. So I owe him um, roughly a week a week in a bit. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Uh, as long as obviously he hasn't taken any, uh, he's earned that part of it for the uh, for the year. Uh, obviously, you have to make sure that there's no dates he'd carried over from previous years, etc. But if that's the calculation, that's what you have to pay him exactly. Okay.
1: Thank you. Good. Thanks, Gary. appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Going to go back to our list. Uh, Lior, can my employer do this? There's a whole bunch of these. Want to get through as many of these as we can before the end of the show. And uh, there's so many, so many ways this can be, uh, or things like this, are being changed for people's employment during COVID. And can my employer now change the length of my shift? How about that?
2: Yeah, and, and you, you can substitute length of my shift to change my pay, uh, change the schedule of my shift. You know, any th- any change like that that impacts your job, generally, the answer to the question is going to be no, they cannot. I think I was telling that to a previous caller uh, this morning, that an employer does not have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment. So if you used to work a 10-hour shift, now they want to make it 5. Or you used to work a 5-hour shift, now they want to make it 10. If you were earning a certain amount of money, that one, they want to reduce that. If you were working uh, day shifts, now they want you to work night shifts. You, you get the idea. Generally, an employer cannot make those changes. Now, of course, we're talking non-union employees. And if the employer still makes that change, you can refuse it. If they implement it despite your refusal, that gives you the right to say constructive dismissal. Now you cannot physically prevent your employer from changing the shift all you could do is respond to it by saying in doing that in changing my shift changing my hours my pay whatever it is that the employer did you have effectively terminated my employment that's not what i signed up for now you have to pay me my severance so that is an option that happens in most cases where a change like that happens now what i want you to remember though if you do, if you think that your matter is a constructive dismissal, that your boss has done something that they're not allowed to do, two things I want you to remember. Number one, you only have a short window to say constructive dismissal. You can't say, well, it's a year ago. They changed my shift. Now I want to say constructive dismissal. Can't do that. You've accepted the change. The second thing I want you to remember is before you say to your employer, okay, you changed my shift. I quit. I'm out of here. Call me. Let's not quit. No one quit. No one say constructive dismissal before we speak because I want to do it right. I want to properly set it up so that you can get what you're owed. So don't just accept and then hope that you'll be able to take it back and do not quit without speaking to me first.
1: Again, one 821 5900 Real simple. Can my employer make me sign a performance improvement plan?
2: So a performance improvement plan, a document that, let's be very honest, no one wants or likes to get. It's essentially a document that says, well, because your performance was not very good, here's what we need you to do. Here's what we're going to expect from you over the next two, three, whatever months uh, to to do. Now, it's okay to sign that you've received it, that you physically received a copy that your employer told you about that. But if you don't actually agree with the content, you don't want to sign saying that you've accepted it, that you agree with it. If you don't agree with it, don't don't say that you agree with it. In fact, what you want to do instead is write to your employer. Email works perfectly here, and say, here's why what I don't agree about uh, with respect to the performance improvement plan. You've said that I didn't do one, two, and three properly. Well, here's what I did do. Here's what you need to know. So yes, say that in writing. If you do that, it's going to be very, very hard for the company to later use that performance improvement plan against you. Of course, though, it's absolutely fine to say, you know, by signing here, I I acknowledge that I've received a copy of the performance improvement plan. That's fine. You're not going to say, oh, I've never seen this. What are you talking about? That's That doesn't make any sense, but if you don't agree with it, or maybe you've been received a warning, or maybe you've received some sort of a disciplinary measure, if you don't agree with it, say so in writing, don't accept something that shouldn't be accepted.
1: One of earlier callers, uh, you mentioned, just be cautious, offered to take a little bit of a pay cut and make some other adjustments in their job for the benefit of the employer during the pandemic. Let's let's flip it the other way around. Can my employer say, you know, I'm falling on hard times, we would like you, but we're going to have to just slash your pay a bit because of COVID. Will you stand on that one?
2: And a lot of employers have done that. And I understand that that from a practical business standpoint, but I'm not talking practical business, I'm talking legal. And despite, you know, the COVID realities from a legal standpoint, an employer does not have a right to change pay even if it's for legitimate reason. They're not hurting or not trying to hurt the employee. They're not being bad people about employers, not at all. Despite the reality of the COVID uh, situation, the COVID pandemic, an employer cannot change compensation, reduce compensation. And, And a lot of people may say, well, that's unfair to the employer. Well, it may be, but the reason why I'm not convinced that that's true is because the employer could have, at the time they hired the employee, had a proper employment agreement in place that would have given them that ability to make changes to pay. If the employer didn't do that, well, it's going to be difficult for the employer to say, well, now we want to do it and you're telling us that we can't. It's very important for employers when they hire people to address things properly in an employment agreement. If you don't, you're going to have problems later on. And for the employee, of course, uh, if you are facing now a change like that, reduction in pay, again, those words constructive dismissal come to mind. Your employer is not able to just reduce your pay.
1: Next one is this, can my employer disagree with the restrictions that my doctor, my doctor has recommended?
2: You know, this is such an easy one to me, employers still get it wrong again and again. No, your doctor, as I say, is judge and jury when it comes to your restrictions where it comes to what you can and cannot do at work or your ability to work generally. And if you have a doctor's note saying, here's the, here's your restrictions, here's what you need, your employer cannot say, we don't believe it, we want another opinion, we're going to ignore it. None of that is possible, none of that is proper. If your doctor says something, your employer has to find a way to make it happen, to accommodate you. We have this uh, term in human rights law called the duty to accommodate Meaning if you have restrictions, if they're backed up by your doctor, your employer has to make all efforts to make that happen. If they don't, that's a human rights violation. So remember, get that doctor's note. Anything that your employer does to try to undermine it is inappropriate, and you have to give me a call.
1: Get one more of these in before we, uh, we wrap. Can my employer close down the shop and avoid paying me severance?
2: No. And that is a question that I've been asked often during COVID-19. Can they just close down shop and and avoid paying severance? No, they cannot. Even if they close down shop, even if they decide to shut down the business, they have to pay you your full severance. Now, if they're in formal bankruptcy proceeding, that's very different than closing shop. That's different. They're not going to pay severance if it's formal bankruptcy proceedings or the chances of you getting full severance are very small. But shutting down the business in itself does not remove that obligation. If you lost your job because the business shut its doors, not operating, you're still owed severance, potentially as much as 24 months pay. Don't assume otherwise, although you want to act on that quickly and give me a call.
1: Good way to wrap it up for this show. You know how to reach out. We keep uh, giving it all all morning long, all show long for that matter. 1-855-821-5900 is the way you do that. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. Employmentlawyer.ca, the website to catch our long-running TV show as well. If you haven't seen one of those, you can tune in. They're 30 minutes long. And then finally, the website all built for you, free, anonymous pocket, employmentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.